Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Glamier. Hi, this is Dr. Tavis Samir. I'm a cosmetic dermatologist, owner, and founder of Mirror Skin Cosmetic in New York City and star of an Emmy Award-winning Bravo TV show. My podcast is all about great conversations with your favorite celebrities, media personalities, and well-known experts in the worlds of lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. Through their stories, I hope to uplift, inspire, and educate. This is Glamier. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Glammere, and I'm here today with John Bastow. Now you might remember John from his Fitness Made Simple commercials that were all over television nationwide for years, but you're not only that, you're an author, motivational speaker, a host, you've been featured on numerous digital and TV segments, so come to stop talking, say hello. <laughs> Well, first of all, I'm really happy to be on your show, Tabasum. Thank you. I'm glad for you to be here. You had a great radio voice. Can you do that again? I'm really happy to be on your show, Tabasum. <laughs> you, know you know what I mean there? I know. It's Hello. So you have no idea how good that sounds with these headphones on. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we finally got you in. You know, it's funny. As soon as I booked you for the show, Brian, who's in the back, was like, I remember him. Do you get that a lot? Yeah. Uh, well, the Fitness Made Simple commercial started when I was right out of school. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't expect them to hit as hard and as big as they did. Right. Um, but come like around like I, I guess the biggest years of Fitness Made Simple on TV was around 2004 to 2006 mm -hmm. which was just phenomenal I mean yeah. when I went to Hollywood on a, a media tour I would go into restaurants and bars and you and were they, everywhere and no but they said to me they go we do a drinking game based on you oh, and I said great. what do you mean every time um, you know like you see a Fitness Made Simple commercial you take a shot and they go oh no we'd be dead if that happened it's dead. every time we can flip through the channels and not see a Fitness Made Simple commercial we take a shot so I want to kind of backtrack and start from how did you decide to go into fitness and how did this come about? Because you went from, I remember I read somewhere you called your body a bowling pin uh, with two legs. Bowling pin on legs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was pretty much a bowling pin on legs. Growing up, even when a guy hits puberty, normally you get a little bit of musculature, you fill out a little bit. Yeah. I just gained it right in my midsection. Yeah. So I had like skinny arms, skinny shoulders, but then any weight I gained was right in my midsection. So I look like a bowling pin on legs. I've known some bowling pin with legs. I've known some like that. So I get it. It's an unfortunate it's, shape. It's an extremely good way to describe it, though. So you went from that mm -hmm. to I don't like my body. Is that mm -hmm. what happened? Well, I mean, I... I, I lasted like that for a long time yeah. I reached I was actually on a TV show doing news reporting I went to school for journalism mm. so I uh, was doing news reporting and stuff like that in school and also uh, you know working and also doing my resume tape and stuff like that uh, I was on a show that ran for three years called images which was amazing while I was still in school it was mm -hmm. a syndicated health magazine show not at all like fitness made simple more like how dolphins are helping autistic children or new advances for the common cold it was a gotcha. medical type so it was show very medical exactly um, that show ended mm -hmm. it was amazing Amazing time. I got to go to Nat P. I got to meet Oprah, got to do all Bad. sorts of crazy, exciting things. But then I reached a dead point after those three years where nothing was happening. Um, I pretty much, for a goal-oriented guy, I had nothing going on and in my life. that's a really frustrating place to Very be, much especially so. if you're a goal-oriented 
person to have nothing going on all of a sudden. Absolutely nothing. And nothing was breaking. And I also didn't have the drive and the passion to do anything. I was sort of existing every day mm-hmm. rather than living. Right. You know the and difference. And a lot of people do that. Yeah. And I got to the point one time where I said, listen, you got to get some direction, man. Um, you have nothing going on. And, and one of the things I always wanted to do in the back of my mind, not ser- super seriously, but was appear in a fitness magazine. Right. And they don't put bowling pins on the covers of fitness <laughs> no, magazines. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> so I decided to um, I, I decided to say, let me try to get in the best shape I possibly can mm-hmm. um, to achieve that goal. And like right. everybody starts out with fitness. There's always an aesthetic reason. Never, nobody's really ever doing it immediately to get healthy. They always want to look good in a course, bikini or get abs. Everybody wants it. But you need something to get your foot into the door to motivate you. Exactly. And if it's aesthetics, that's, that's great. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 100% correct. And I did that. Um, and I tried every different fitness program that was out there. All the media hype stuff. Don't eat carbs. Don't eat fat. Well, I mean, in, in like the 80s and 90s, people were talking about low-fat diets, mm-hmm. which were basically high carbs. Mm-hmm. So then it was hard to retrain your body. That's not the way you're supposed to eat because all those extra carbs are being converted by insulin into fat. So you probably went through some bad phases, too. Well, I, well the thing is, Fitness Made Simple started in, I mean, almost the 2000s. It was like the end of 98. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I had already heard about all those different things. But like anything in the fitness or health industry, everything old is new again. Mm-hmm. Like they'll say don't eat carbs, but then for a few years they'll change to something else. Yeah. Then they'll say don't eat carbs again. Yeah. But I tried all the different things, even like the workout every day, um, workout only just a little bit a week, have this m- muscle building pill, that fat burning potion. Yeah. And I did it for about a year. Yeah. And I got to the point where I was not seeing any results worth the effort I was putting in. Mm-hmm. And I also got to the point where I was like, I'm going to throw up my hands. Like this is the body nature gave that's, me. That's what happens and give though. Up. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of women who come in to see me for dermatology and a lot of times we talk about weight loss mm-hmm. and they all say the following oh well, you know i'm x age now this is just how my body's going to be and it actually is so frustrating because you're starting to convince yourself that you've got to give up i've had mm-hmm. i've had girls tell me that at 27 well i'm almost going to be 30 so this is the body i'm going to be i'm like no you, you've got to say oh honey i'm sorry you've given up on life i certainly haven't well i'm just like imagine when you're 80 what you're going to wish you were 27 so let's you know get out of that mindset now you, you gotta say, right as i always say when it comes to age um pretty much i gave up aging one year for lent and i just never picked it back up I like that so <laughs> i don't I, I don't really ever let anything limit my abilities um so i but the thing was with, with i wanted to throw up my hands and quit yeah and the one thing that stopped me was i wasted so much time and so much effort in that past year and i felt so frustrated and if you know me i hate wasting time and i hate wasting money it's like you didn't come this far to just come this exactly Mm -hmm. and i said before i give this up completely and say listen mother nature screwed me this is just what i'm what i'm stuck with i said why don't you use your own brain rather than listening to everyone else i like and that's when i had the one aha oprah moment where i realized there is no one approach to fitness you cannot just eat a certain way and get the body you see on those commercials. You cannot just pop this pill or potion and get the body you see in the after picture. That, that's how Madison Avenue lies to us. You have to follow what I call a multifaceted approach based on the fitness triangle. And mm-hmm. a triangle is the ultimate structure in geometry. Mm-hmm. And just like f- by following the triangle, you get to build your own, own ultimate structure. It's time-conserving muscle-building workouts, a fat-burning nutrition plan, and supplementation to maximize your gym and your kitchen efforts. Did that? In eight weeks, I ended up getting those ripped abs that you see on the commercials yeah. that you even see on my Instagram today. Right. But let's, let, let me ask you something. It's about the diet. It has to be. You know, you can work out as much as you want mm-hmm. if you're not eating right. Like, I'll, I'll be going to some of these classes with, you know, girls that I'm friends mm-hmm. with. And Soul Psycho was a perfect example. I would go. And I, I, I'm not saying anything bad about these particular classes. I'm just saying it's not an excuse that you can have a pizza afterwards. 
So, like, I would have a friend who, do you remember those Ally tablets, the ones that would, like, bind to the fat? Mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine who would eat a cheesecake and then take, like, three or four Allies. And do you know, <laughs> Ally is disgusting because it binds to the fat so you don't digest it. And mm-hmm. guess where it comes out of? Your butt. And isn't that the stuff that causes like uh, like, yellow, like liquid stool or yes, something like that? Yes, it's bright yellow, orange, and you don't know what's coming out. So there you go. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> there's an easier way. And, and anything <laughs> that leads to a side effect of like explosive diarrhea or anal or, leakage. Or, I think it's called anal, anal leakage. leakage. Anal leakage. Anal yeah. leakage of bright orange oil. It's just foul. And I remember we were at a party once. Mm-hmm. Such tra- transgression, but we were at a party once, and she, um, yeah, it leaked right through her pants, and I'm like, babe. <laughs> <laughs> and they were light colored, and I'm like, you know, sweetie, you gotta maybe rethink this whole <laughs> supplementation thing. Did you ever notice of the people that do those supplements? Yeah. Even though they, they, it, they, it never gets any results. You, they, they look the same way or worse when yeah, they start they them as the they same. do a month later. And then she, in her case, she had, uh, she had to fart, and I'm mm-hmm. just saying those words because I'm anal a doctor. Leakage. Yeah, and anal she leakage. didn't know it was gonna be wind coming out or oil, so uh-huh. she just tried to hedge her bets. And let me tell you, it was a whole lot of bright orange oil. That's an anal and shower. That was an anal shower, and we immediately had to depart the party and um, <laughs> put a towel down on her car seat. We put some newspapers on her car seat so that she wouldn't leak the oil, because that stuff was, from what I hear, it's hard to, to wash out. It's pure oil from your butt, you know? And, 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 and at a party, you know it's going to attract attention. Yeah. It's like the guy who has a lot of uh, self-tanner after a competition or something yeah. like that, that sits on the white couch and yeah. always always leaves the imprint. Yeah, this is significantly worse, because it's orange oil from your butthole, mm-hmm. you know? And so that I, would gave be, her, yeah. I gave her my jacket to kind of put around her waist, and after it was over, I'm like, you can have that jacket. <laughs> I don't want it back. It's, it's a sliding <laughs> scale of negative results. So not good. So anyway, yeah. um, let's get back to uh, non-anal leakage-related topics. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right, though, but it's about consistency and something that works for you that keeps you going, and, and it's about maintaining. And um, let's What you said about nutrition, I just want to yeah. point out, is 100% correct, because I always say you can go to the gym to make your muscles grow, but it's your eating habits that make them show. Yes. And bodies are made in three places. They're made in the mind, the gym, and the kitchen, mm-hmm. you really have to uh, pay attention to all three of those factors to get your own ultimate physique. Yeah, and you can't have one without the other. Like, yes. you know, when I was working out a lot, I was hungrier, so mm-hmm. I needed to make my meals more uh, satisfying yes. to get me through because I'd get crazy hungry. And you know, you're talking about everybody having like a different. I can't. I don't want to be that person that's always working out because mm-hmm. then I result in just eating more and eating, craving things that I don't normally eat that much of, like red meat. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden I want a steak. I don't eat steaks. So I realized for me it was like more low impact kind of cardio, um, more durational stuff, and then some light lifting too. But mm-hmm. my diet is important to me. The lifting is key because even with ladies, a lot of ladies come to me and they'll say, I don't want to get big and bulky. Yeah. Well, unless you're packing an inordinate amount of testosterone, yeah, which you're not, which you're not, you're not going to get big and bulky. What no. you will do is get lean and tone. And the one great thing about muscle tissue is the more muscle you build, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you are burning fat. Yeah. And like back to what we were talking about, like be careful with your supplements too, Mm -hmm. because the ally story is is a cautionary tale. They're not a sponsor of the show, are they? No, they will never be a sponsor. (laughs) And after after listening to this, they will never be a sponsor. But you know, know, how did you get, like we were talking, the original question was, did you think um, your that wasn't the original question, but did you think that your fitness made simple would blow up like that? The well, way I don't, it did. I, I, I don't ever. I, I mean, you don't go to New York or you don't go to Broadway to be in the chorus. So I mean, I don't ever get involved in something to not make it big. Gotcha. But no, I never could have anticipated 
how huge it got Mm -hmm. and how explosive it got. I mean, let's put it this way. Since then, I've done like reports, like news reports that have been on the front pages of AOL, MSN, USA Today that get 5 million, 6 million views in a few days. Mm -hmm. Okay. I walk outside and it's totally crickets. I don't know if these people that are watching these stories are in prison, if they're on some (laughs) deserted island. I do not know what's going on. When we did one fitness made simple commercial and we made one change of a tagline, like if I said no tricky dance moves or it's a workout for your chest, back, shoulders, biceps, triceps, and even abs. I feel like I'm in the video right now. Exactly. If, If I did one tagline within a week, I'd be stopped in Penn Station, stopped in every mall with people coming up to me saying that tagline. What did that feel like? What did that kind of success feel like? Amazing and wonderful. Yeah. So you're not even going to pretend like it wasn't amazing. I loved every minute of it. And so that's the next question. What does it feel like now? Like after, before that, how did it end? Because it did, it did end. Well, the thing is that the, I mean, there's still fitness made simple commercials that you see um, on on a, a regular basis, just not in that frequency. What happened was, uh, which is something that's totally, uh, which is actually a great business uh, story for entrepreneurs, is uh, to make a long story very short. Fitness made simple commercials were primarily on a couple of platforms nationwide that ran it on all the major channels: mm-hmm. CNN, USA, TNT, whatever. But it was Adelphia Media Services, which mm-hmm. was a huge MSO, multiple system operator, which mm-hmm. controlled the West Coast, New England. England, the Middle States, and the so South. They control, controlled and also, all your distribution. And also Comcast. Yeah. Both of them, Adelphia Media Services ceased to exist. A multi-billion dollar company went bankrupt mm-hmm. in, two, well, in early 2000s, but it took like four years to actually have the bankruptcy go through. Mm-hmm. But by 2007, it was completely gone. So imagine coming, imagine like coming off from a break mm-hmm. uh, in 2006 mm-hmm. and coming, being on TV every day, 24-7, and then finding out the next day, January 1st, you no longer have a platform, you no longer have a career, but your entire industry has ceased to exist. And I've read somewhere that you're, you lost 95% of this distribution in one day, like in one day. That is correct. That, because what happened was the same day that Adelphi Media Services went away, Comcast nationalized their direct response procedures where I wasn't able to deal with the individual markets anymore. This angered the markets to a large degree yeah. because it put, the, it put basically the hands of the direct response or the control of direct response commercials in the hands of one person. Nice guy, but he didn't have the power to run me across the country as I would if I dealt with the individual markets. So I guess what I'm trying to say is you lost all of that in the matter of one days. Day. One day. One day. So to me, that speaks that's volumes. A realist, that, that's a realistic assumption. Yeah. But also, and it's a horrible thing, and I was devastated by it, but then I always say there are also people born without arms and legs. Yeah, Those people have issues. No, I get I it. I have a challenge. I, I get what you're saying, but I would like to kind of talk about sure. how that challenge became your motivation because a lot of people have had similar kind of situations maybe in a smaller way where things didn't work out um, things didn't work out the way they want and instead of staying down and being upset they pick themselves back up and that's what you're doing now you're coming back and you're um, keep working you keep coming at it that's what I kind of want you to talk about a little mm-hmm. bit if you sure. don't mind because that, that has to be devastating like uh, to lose everything in one day it is much. devastating it's uh, well the thing is the fortunately the, the commercials were so so powerful that it took people a while to realize uh, as far as business associates to realize they were off the air so I still got like huge book deals and I still Good. got something for because a couple people years still remembered all of that and, you and it still... was also very fresh at that point but the thing about media too is mm-hmm. you have your 15 minutes uh, before before you have to do something else, you right. know, that people remember. You've um, got to always reinvent yourself, yeah. which is what I was doing. And everything was working out perfectly with the commercials because it got me. I mean, I had a little uh, a pilot deal with E. I ended up um, 
doing a great book deal. There were other things that were coming off of it, some of which had nothing to do with fitness because I was, you know, funny or whatever on the commercials and a character. But to answer your other question is, I always say hustle and grind until you no longer need to be introduced. So if you have obstacles in front of you, you've got to hustle and grind to overcome them because if there's some way you can change that dynamic when you're after something, that the phone starts ringing in your direction rather than you always having to do the asking, that's magic. Yeah. So you, that's why the social media world is so cool. You can try to make yourself stand out as something special. And if you cut through that clutter, you'll get offers. So before I talk about the social media thing, I had read also that, you know, one of the things that after your um, platform, as it was for Fitness Made Simple, was ended, you saw Ashton Kutcher challenging CNN to who would get a million followers fastest. You did your research, my dear. I always do. You did your research. I know that who I'm, yeah, so you saw that Ashton, Ashton Kutcher was the one that won, so you were like, oh my gosh, aha. I'm just Shock going. the sheet out of me. It did, and I'm, I'm just going to that place in your head that I want people to understand that you're, you look at these things, because I do that too. Mm-hmm. I don't look at these things and think, oh, cool, he did that. I think, oh my God, if he can do that, that means anything's possible. Well, and that was how way. you entered social media, really. It, exactly. Let's mm-hmm. put it this way. Growing up, you and I, CNN was a huge yeah, entity. It's a multi. It's a, it's a worldwide multimedia organization. You would never have thought in a million years a single person could beat them in a contest of getting followers on Twitter. And he did. That's exact, that, that opened my eyes to the power of social media if you can harness it. So you reinvented yourself, though. You went from fitness, so. fitness guru to pop culture motivational person. Very much so. And yeah. I think, well, there, there, and, I always but said... But that's great that you could reinvent yourself because sometimes you can feel pigeonholed into something. Like, I'm a physician. People still do that. Yeah. So I'm a physician. And one of the things that when I reach out to people about this show, they assume we're going to be talking about doctor stuff. And I'm like, nope, not at all. Um, because I don't want to be pigeonholed. I like being mm-hmm. a doctor, but I don't want to talk about that all the time. You know, for me, it's boring. Um, so I reinvent in terms of what else am I good at and what else do I love doing? So mm-hmm. you can do that. And you did that with your social media. I think that's the key. I think Fitness Made Simple, uh, even when I was interviewed at the height of Fitness Made Simple and all the shows and everything like that, they always pointed out it had such a huge mental factor because mm-hmm. I always said bodies are built in the mind. Mm-hmm. The mind holds the tools to build the body. So the motivational aspect was always a core part of my philosophy. So being able to do that more with Wake Up Words now mm-hmm. on Instagram and also on Vine where we gained about a million followers and then yeah. Vine fell apart. Well, Vine had like 45,000 loops or something, like 45 million loops you had. Yeah. and, yeah, and, and Not and, thousand, sorry. Let me insult no, you that no, way. No, it's a good thing. <laughs> And also there were two there were two of my accounts and one of them had 800,000 followers one of them had 100,000 and change so it was about 900 and change thousand followers. So you know you went from Vine which was you were you know the 45 million loops and the yes. followers and then Vine crashed Vine yes. is dead. Um, then what did you do with all that content? Uh, it's now going on Instagram and also new stuff is uh, going on Instagram as well. Yeah. I was I was late to the party on both. Yeah. Fortunately, I, I captured, I, I ended up making a presence on Vine, which was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I'm, was blessed to have that. And I think it's also was a way you could, Vine was structured in such a way that if you were a smart businessman, you could work with other Viners and get immediate interaction and immediate attention from viewers. Mm-hmm. Instagram, YouTube are not built the same way. You no. cannot rebind actual especially video. Especially not YouTube. You know, YouTube yes. is very much like you're on your own island with YouTube. Very much so. And shouting into the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Hoping Um, people will view it and hoping that the algorithm kisses you. Like for for some reason I get I get um, one of my YouTube videos will get 300 viewers and Mm -hmm. another one will get Mm -hmm. 120,000. One of them had 400 and I don't know 400,000. I don't know what people are are latching onto. But um, you know social media is a powerful tool and you've used it two times now to get yourself you know the, 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 the things that you needed. What do you think it's gonna? Where do you think it's going now? Because I was a big Snapchat. Only bigger. Only bigger. So I, I, I never got big, involved in Snapchat. How come? 
Um, first of all, I, I say this. I, this is one thing. I, I love what Gary Vaynerchuk does if you follow him on social media. He's a business guru, and I love his motivation. Um, I'm more of a person, though, that tries to think about the juice being worth the squeeze. These things are work to me. I mm-hmm. love the platform, but if I'm going to go all in, I want to make sure it has longevity. So you're saying the fact that Snapchats I, only last 24 hours wasn't a motivation I, I, That wasn't a motivation to me. I also got involved in, in Instagram later. It's when Instagram Stories was already coming out. I've mm-hmm. only been on Instagram a little bit over a year. Oh, wow. So I'm very new to it. Wow, you really are. I'm very you new have to like 100,000 followers. Thank Where did God. they all come from? Probably Vine. Yeah. Probably Vine crossing over because yeah. I did some videos to bring over from Instagram from there. Um, but the thing is, uh, I look at them as a lot of work. When Instagram stories came out, I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. that just takes Snapchat's thunder away. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm, I was a big fan of Snapchat, mainly because having had been on Bravo, I had to, my work for my show was tweeting, live tweeting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I gave myself carpal tunnel. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> You're a hustler myself, I, dear. I've I, uh, done my research, too, yeah, and of, my hat is off yes, to you. Yes, thank you. Out you of, make things happen. We're going to talk about more of this later, but like, okay. I was the one on my cast that tweeted the most. I would stay up till the West Coast was on. I was tweeting, 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 so much so I had to put KT tape on both of my forearms just because I was, I'm not kidding, I have photos of me with sore arms and uh, and I just hustled because I thought, I don't know how long this is going to last, mm-hmm. you know? And you also I, had the platform with Bravo at that I point. That's when you want to hustle. Yeah. That's when you want to hustle. And I saw everybody else around me making a huge mistake. You know what it was? What? Thinking it was going to last forever. I knew it. Thinking no. that you're you're going to be cool again. After I think Instagram will last a long time. Yeah. I will go. I will go out on a limb and say Instagram so, has power. Has so staying back power. to what I was trying to get to was Instagram. I, I used Snapchat because it was like my one area of privacy. Okay. Like I can put whatever I wanted on there. I didn't have that many people following me. I could post personal stuff. And then um, it started to become more products. People who were sending me products to put on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Snapchat gets crushed from Instagram. First, totally. they come out with the stories, mm-hmm. then they come with the geotags, and they come out with the filters. And I'm getting more people following me on Instagram, Snapchat stories, than my regular Snapchat. So mm-hmm. I don't use Snapchat anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's dead? Um, I don't like to ever put a, a final nail in somebody's coffin, but I never got, let's leave, let's leave it at this. I never got involved in it, and I don't plan to do it anytime soon. But you use Instagram stories or no? I'm going to be getting started uh, doing some more Instagram stories. Right now, I'm focusing on the posts and getting work out, wake up words out there in a big way. But I'm going to be doing the Instagram stories because I do see um, a benefit to that. I just want to... Um, as I say, I'm sort of new to Instagram right now. I'm mm-hmm. thrilled with the response that I'm getting at the moment. I love the platform. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very cool platform. I think it's a simple platform. And I think it was, the way I look at platforms to get involved in, watch the media. Yeah. If the news people are not talking, when the news people put Twitter up there, when the news people put Facebook up there, you knew they were going to be stand the test I, of time. Now is, they put Instagram up there. This is what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I noticed. 1,000%. That's where I, I put my time in. That's what I noticed. People always used to talk about tweets, like with reality TV mm-hmm. and with this, and with Donald Trump. It's tweeting, right? Nobody talks about Facebook. He won Facebook. the presidency by doing nobody it. Wants, nobody looks at Facebook anymore. I actually deactivated my personal account. I put a different name on it. And Facebook emailed me saying, if you don't put your legal name on there, we're going to take down your public page. So I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like Facebook is watching you. They're so invasive. And the demographic is older. You know, mm-hmm. the, the news media, it really does follow Twitter and Instagram. And Instagram even more so now. Whoa, way more, way more. So I like Instagram is, well, I always say Instagram has legs with that because I, I can see Instagram 
And once again, just to quote Gary Vaynerchuk, because I like his stuff, and um, since I disagreed with him with Snapchat, I have to agree with him on one thing. He actually makes a prediction that um, he thinks that influencer marketing on Instagram in the next three to seven years is going to account for 85% of advertisers' budgets. That means that major advertisers, it's he believes, already happening. Is going to, are going to move money from TV, radio, mm-hmm. and print to focusing on Instagram influencers. I want to be in that. One of the biggest things that people come to me to talk about are influencers talking about medical stuff, vitamins, Mm -hmm. hair pills, diet teas. Um, You will see all of them on my Instagram probably. Well, so let's (laughs) talk about this because, you know, now as a 13-year-old girl following, you know, Kylie Jenner and Mm -hmm. she's talking about a tea that she uses to make her tummy flat, these kids don't know the difference now between what's medical what's real and what's advertising. What do you think about that? Um, First of all, I think that uh, I've always said this. um, Whatever anybody tells you, they're going to have their own motivation for, period. Okay, I don't care if it's advertisers, doctors, whoever. I always say use your own brain to make your decisions. We are in the greatest age of technology you can ever be in. Use your brain, Google. Find out the negatives. Find out the potential positives. But then filter out both of them to see what's best for you. Too many people tend to listen to people blindly and all of a sudden give people credibility when they don't don't deserve that credibility. Mm -hmm. Just because somebody says something, anybody with a mouth and breath can say, things Absolutely. it doesn't mean you should internalize or believe them well, i mean i've had entire segments on like the the vitamins for their hair people mm-hmm. have come to me saying hey does this work and a, a, a lot of times um there's one about hair vitamins for example mm-hmm. it doesn't make your hair grow faster it just doesn't can it you know nourish your follicles can it nourish yeah but it doesn't make your hair grow faster um and i remember i was talking about it on a doc the doctor's tv show and suddenly somebody commented on one of my photos it does because I read about it saying it did. I'm like, where did you read about it? On whose Instagram post? It was a celebrity's Instagram. So they were taking that as fact. And there's the problem I have with that is like, where is the misleading getting to be dangerous? You know, yeah, I, I, a lot of times I, you, you got to in this world, you can be the hero of your own story or the victim. OK, yeah, you've got to take ownership of it. I don't enable the victim mentality. Mm-hmm. If you're stupid enough to be quoting people that don't deserve to be quoted and you're stupid enough to be taking everything as fact, well, God bless you. Well, some people are that stupid. Well, then they've got to help themselves. Got to help I, themselves. I, you can't help everyone. Tavis. You can't. I, I try not you gotta to help those who are helping themselves first. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with you. So that's sort of like everything you're talking about with the influence. I'm already seeing it. You know, I'm sure you people are coming to you saying, hey, can you talk about this product will mm-hmm. we'll, we'll sponsor it yep. um, and my struggle with that is I've had people present things to me that I inherently know don't work mm-hmm. and as a doctor where do I draw that line like the hair people the sugar vitamin people came to me <laughs> They sure did. <laughs> the sugar. Eat these gummy bears and yeah. your hair will grow. And they're like, you know, you have nice hair. Can yeah. you just say, say, tell people that you ate these? And I'm like, no, no I can't. Okay. you so, got to have credibility. And yeah. The thing, that's thing about it is a, you, you can be a flash in the pan, mm-hmm. but credibility lets you stand the test of time. The reason yeah. why Fitness Made Simple was so successful for me right out of school mm-hmm. to... 12, 14 years later Mm -hmm. is because I came on there and even though the commercials look like they were, you know, shot on a camcorder when they started out, what what everybody could tell was they could tell that I was telling the truth, that I really did the product, that I really used the product and I loved it and it was part of my life and I was genuine. Yeah. That's what gave me my career and that's what gave me my longevity. Yeah. And I I think that the one thing I try and I will hopefully always hang on to is the genuine aspect of what I talk about because I don't, you know, I've had times where, and as Brian, he'll tell you, there have been people Mm -hmm. in here who I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do this, but I do do it because even if it's not necessarily interesting to me let's make this it doesn't happen often but it has happened and so that's the part of it like no matter what i have to find some of truth in it in myself some belief in it myself what i love about your show is that you leave everything you, okay. well, oh, <laughs> 
Guys, uh-huh. gang, the lady walks in her authority. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what I, what I actually, what I, yes, everything. But in, in, in <laughs> okay, highlighting, in particularly, what I love about your show is that um, it's entertaining, and you're a doll. But you leave the viewer and the listen, the listener rather, with a nugget of goodness that they can use to improve their lives. And you empower them to do something better. That's the point because you know one of the things that had happened early on is I was with some people with a someone who didn't want to do that. They wanted to be negative and, and biting, and mm-hmm. I get that. And there's a place for that. And I I enjoy listening to Howard Stern just like anybody else does. But I'm not Howard Stern. Not in the way that he can just be. I love Howard Stern, but she was no Howard Stern. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, I. I I think that when you're trying to be somebody else and not being yourself, it showed us being very inauthentic. And that was my point. And I thought, if I'm going to do this, I'm better at being a storyteller than I am trying to be a bitch. And also an empowerer. Yeah. And also, bitches are great. Bitches, bitches burn. Uh, like bitches, bitches on TV are like fireworks. Yeah. They burn brightly, but then they eventually fade into oblivion. Yeah. And the only time they last is when they turn from being less of a bitch to something else. Because the media loves to hail you, and the media loves to nail you. Yeah. So as long as you keep changing, mm-hmm. the media is going to be interested in you. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you stay the same for too long, mm-hmm. that's when they look for problems. Mm-hmm. I agree. And um, so, so back to what you're saying is I, I appreciate that you notice that because that's what I try and do. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Inspiring conversations on lifestyle, celebrity, relationships, and more. This is Glamier with Dr. Tavis Amir. Um, we keep talking about your wake-up words without mm-hmm. really addressing what it is. Okay, wake-up words are actually video shots of motivation and helpful life lessons that are designed to inject positivity Mm -hmm. into the internet to empower people to go for their goals and also believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. Because so many, the internet, I love the internet because it's such a powerful force for change. But so many people use it for negative. And what you were just talking about, negativity and spewing hate. Mm -hmm. What Wake Up Words does is, yes, some of them can be sassy, some of them can, can be funny, but there's always something beneficial in them that people can take away from to either go for their goals or make feel better about themselves. Right. And, you know, one of my experiences and when I interview people, especially if they're new on a reality show, it's their first season, I always tell them, like, you probably never knew how much of a castmate Twitter was until your show came on air. And I've had people really kind of come at Twitter, like if they get attacked by, by <clears throat> these people with these fake accounts, you you see the lowest of humanity and these fake, oh, yeah. horrible bullying accounts. And I, I remember thinking to myself, wow, what would motivate somebody? To, to actually take... A sad life. A very sad life. Right. So why would you, in turn, let that engage you to fight back? You're fighting against why an engage? army of nothing. Why engage? Yeah. So something I learned very quickly. I have no idea why. I just remember thinking, if they're that sens- sensitive and angered to write something, then it's not about me anymore, is it? It's about them. It is about them. I, mo- I always say that haters speak out of their own fears, mm-hmm. frustrations, and failures. Mm-hmm. And very little of it has to do with you. I always say hurt people hurt people. There you go. Yeah. That and, works. Um, yeah. But the other thing is, I like haters because haters are, are a sign of relevance. <laughs> well, they are my motivators, but they also are a sign of relevance yeah. because the only people that don't have haters are mm-hmm. people that are doing nothing and having no impact. As soon as you start getting haters, yeah. you know 
that you are making an impact and you're making a difference. And I was so never rejoice, really particularly baby. bothered by any of the, the hateful things. Like I did something with Kim Kardashian once and I talked about her plastic surgery after her baby was born mm-hmm. and it, it went viral. Daily Mail picked it up. Perez Hilton picked it up. But then I got a ton of people tweeting at me saying, well, look how much work she's had done. Well, look at this. And I remember thinking, hey, you're you're reading the article. I don't care what you think. You're reading it. You know, so yep. um, what is the one kind of thing that you would tell people? Um, you know, with your wake up words, what do you feel like your most important lesson has been with the wake up words? What do you tend to have as a recurring theme? Well, what, well, first of all, believe in believe in yourself, and you can accomplish anything. Yeah. is one of my mottos, and it is true. But the other thing is um, that I that I think is very important in wake up words is I have one that says, uh, "Don't tell me what I should do until you show me what you can do." Yeah. What that means is anybody doing anything in this world is bombarded by all sorts of negativity, all sorts of not even even from loved ones, uh, advice and stuff like that. And they they get so confused trying to listen to everybody and giving everybody the same credibility that they become paralyzed and they don't even go for their goals. What I say is take it from where it comes. If your unemployed uncle who lives on your mother's couch is giving you advice on how to get a talk show, you just say, hey, Uncle Harry, thank you very much, and walk out the door and, and don't listen to a word. Whereas if Oprah's giving you advice, sit down and take notes. That's the thing. And a lot of people give everybody credibility. They go, well, this person said that. Well, who is that person? Mm -hmm. Does that person deserve or merit your attention? Does that person deserve or merit your respect? If they don't, don't listen to them. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I read today that actually a friend of mine put out on Twitter, which I loved, Mm -hmm. and I want to hear what you think about this. Okay. Of all the people on the planet, you talk to yourself more than anyone. Make sure you say the right things. I love it. I also Great. say that, that that goes right with my wake up words that I say, you have to be your number one cheerleader in this world because if you aren't, nobody else will be. Yeah, I agree. Um, what is something about you? Because like, listen, I'm meeting you today for the first time. I'm mm-hmm. very excited to have met you and I, you're Ditto. everything I expected and more. Um, but what's something about you that you think people don't know about you and your struggle and where you've come through? Because you, you portray and you are in the embodiment of this really positive, motivational I've had things fail and I'm still here. Mm-hmm. What do people not know about that? Um, I think that uh, one thing that, well, one, one thing that people need to know from that is that life is a long journey, mm-hmm. okay? And there are always going to be I've never really had anything that I've tried fail. There's been certain things that have fallen apart because of consequences that I don't control, much mm-hmm. like with Fitness Made Simple with the losing the TV platform because it just ceased to exist. Yeah. But the thing is, you are going to face obstacles, you are going to face setbacks. You've got to have that innate belief in yourself that you can overcome and make things better. Mm-hmm. Every, there's always going to be somebody. I was very down at a very down point in my life several, several times. Mm-hmm. And I've hit rock bottom a few times. And what always gets me up is that you have to keep believing in yourself that things can change. And there was one time even, which is a horrible, gross image, but I was feeling miserable for myself and I was in the subway and I'm like, nothing's going right. I mean, you had everything and it just all fell apart with this thing. You, I went from being, having nothing to everything and then starting again. And I look over and there's there's a man literally laying on um, a bench in the subway and I, I noticed something moving on him. He is like laying and there was just a sea of lice all over him, just wow. w- moving all over. And I'm like, Okay, that's somebody with a problem. Mm-hmm. That's somebody with an issue. You, son, have to pick yourself, your ass yeah. off the ground and get Stop moving. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Exactly. What's the difference between that attitude and not having that attitude? I'm, I'm talking from, I have my opinion on that, too. Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of people who become narcissistic with their pain. You know, it becomes their identifier. If they get attention for it. 
well, that's what they're doing with it. They're trying mm-hmm. to get attention for it. And I love that you made that point. If they get attention for it, my family, I mean, my family, they, they, they look at me. I love they, that. They, if my, they get my, attention for it. My, my family looks at me. If, if, if I'm getting back down on my set, they, they go, pick your ass up and, and move, son. Yeah. You know, get, get going. Yeah. Because they, they said, this is not a pity party. And I always, learned, I always thought to myself that, you know, self-pity is a party for one and nobody else wants to be invited. Yeah. But some people take self-pity to another level. Like, you know, I, I'm talking about, like, I've had people in my life who... Um, have become so narcissistic with their pain, whether it's a breakup with a boyfriend, which is usually the thing that lasts them the longest that they can't snap out of it for months and months, or whatever it is, like they become identified with that pain and then they become, they get attention for it. Right. Do you want to be known as the pain person, though? No, I have a good way of cutting people out, not because I don't wish them well, but mm-hmm. because, you know, you have a certain energy within your body. And my energy is I try and be happy and positive and hopeful. And I can control that. I can make a decision in any given moment when I start to feel like shit that I'm not going to feel like Perfect shit. Perfect wording. You just you just said you take ownership of it and you make a decision. Yeah. That's the choice. The thing you I, made oh, a choice. Yeah. So, But the other thing we don't also realize is other people's energy we can choose to be around or not. So if somebody else is draining the life force out of me I need a break yeah I need a break it may not be forever excise them from your life like a tumor and the thing is it's not always um, friends sometimes it's family Mm -hmm. sometimes it's significant others sometimes you just have to know when to take that time to be like okay I'm gonna do me for a second and I'll I'll revisit this but I've had to do a lot of that a A a couple a couple of things uh, bring up with that I mean I, I, I always say that um you know Pretty much, you have to keep your inner circle strong. Yeah. The people that are around you and your core people, they should be people that believe in you, support you, but also always tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. If you have a lot of negative energy around you, I don't care how strong a person you are, mm-hmm. eventually, by the law of attrition, it will erode you. It will erode you and it will wear at you. And sometimes you have to you have to take care of your own house first before yeah. you're ever going to be able yeah. to be help anybody else. And, and this has happened to me in different phases, like um, especially so after Bravo and especially so after the media stuff happened to me. Mm-hmm. I would have um, people come out of the woodwork wanting oh, something yeah. from me. And I remember thinking, oh my God, this person doesn't even say, hey, Tab, are you okay? Exactly. How are things yeah. going? Are you okay? None of that. It was just like, hey, how can I get this? How can I do that? Can you help me with this? And I am I love helping people, mm-hmm. especially if, if I if care. If they If I care about you and mm-hmm. you're part of like my, my, you know, I will do anything for you. I got to be careful with that though, because I've had, you know, situations where I can't be everybody's fixer. Uh, you can't I, and I never everybody. wanted to be. That, yeah. that, that's one. That's one pond I never stepped my toe yeah. in. Um, I always. I mean, if basically with the people, I'm. I also like to help people a lot. Mm-hmm. And if people want to accept that help, and they don't even have to give something back if, if they're genuinely accepting it and they yeah. want it desperately. And sometimes reciprocation is just saying thank you and really meaning. Very that. much so, yeah. and a heartfelt saying, you know, you changed my life or you did something. Yeah. Knowing that I had an impact on somebody's life and made something different for them mm-hmm. is thank you enough in a lot of ways. Yeah. What I don't like. And what is in this industry and in the world so much is people with no home training whatsoever that like ask, 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 yeah. and then never reciprocate. Yeah. Fortunately, the one good thing about me that I've had since birth is I am an extremely good judge of character. Yeah. I have never made the mistake of putting the wrong person in my life, and I have I always have. come from a pl- <laughs> I have always come from a place of no, yeah. and you have to prove yourself as a yes. I'll See, be cordial good. and polite. Yeah. But I've, but I've always been able to be see people for what they are within the first conversation, mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first time somebody, like, I was in medical school, or I had my license for, for whatever, and they're like, hey, could you write me a prescription for 60 Ambien's with seven oh, rebels? And I was like, yeah, oh, and, and, and lose my yeah, license. 
since sure. yeah. But you know, I've learned. But yeah. I, I, I wasn't always like that. Where I was like, no, I, you have to prove yourself. I was always like, sure. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I'm like, okay, lesson learned. But I've learned my lesson, and now it's like I feel like I'm very. I have a very solid group of people around me that I, I'm so grateful for. For my true friends, I'm ride or die. Yeah. For everyone else, I'm like Missouri, the show me state. Show me. I love that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think of that next time. I have a question about whether or not I have to put myself out there for someone. Um, okay, so I kind of like to turn the tables a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. sure maybe there could be some things you want to ask me. Well, I actually do have some questions I would like Look, to ask you. He jumped on that. First of all, first of all, what was it like, um, you know, becoming a Bravo celebrity? Mm-hmm. Um, was it something you expected? And also, how did it change when the show ended? These are great questions, and they were all life learning questions for me. Um, I didn't expect it. I was I had an office. Like when I finished school, I finished pretty young, and I thought, well, I'm not going to work for somebody else. I'm going to build my own office. So for a very long time, my office was my pride and joy. I would get there, you know, you know, early in the morning, be there all day, and feel really well satisfied, and and that was it. I didn't expect more, Um, and I don't know that I knew that there was anything else I could do, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, because I was a doctor. We don't do other things. That's what. society teaches you um, and I had a website and that was revolutionary for all like my my dad's friends like oh your daughter has a website um, and then all of a sudden Bravo calls the office and I thought it was a prank call mm-hmm. and after a few conversations I realized it wasn't all of a sudden I'm on a show and um, it wasn't uh, it was it expanded my universe more than anything I could have got out of the actual show I realized how good I loved the media. Mm-hmm. Not the bad part, but like the educating part, mm-hmm. the talking part, the getting to know people. The, the platform? The platform. I loved the platform. And from the second I knew I was going to be on that show, I was thinking about the end. Isn't that bizarre? From the it's second. Smart. From it's the smart. second. Because I'm one of these people that thinks about what's next. I, mm-hmm. I, I live in the moment too, but I, I had to think about what was next because we weren't guaranteed another season. The way the show was set up, there was no reason to have a second season. It was a, it was a documentary on New York professionals and, um, and it became a dating show, but I didn't know that when I started. Mm-hmm. And I thought about the end from day one. Like, how am I going to make this last? Because I loved it so much. I enjoyed it so much. Mm-hmm. And um, when it ended, it was pretty bad for all of us because I don't think anyone will, I, I'm going to tell you the truth and I don't mm-hmm. know if the others will, it sucked because you had this amazing platform and mm-hmm. you were the shit. You're on buses and subways and I'm walking down and the street. And by the way, it's, everybody it's good to be proud it. of that and happy. Yeah. There's nothing and wrong I'm with not that. Even Enjoy. To, I'm not even trying to pretend it wasn't fabulous. Like I'd walk uh-huh. into a restaurant and people were like, you're on that. Oh yeah, come The here. meal is free. Yeah, well, that didn't. Well, maybe I got some drinks free. But mm-hmm. my point is, you were kind of like, I would walk from Soho to my home. God bless. And it was, everyone stopped me. Mm-hmm. I would be having a stop. And I thought to myself, if they care enough to stop me, I'm pretty lucky because yes. I don't know how long it's going to last. Attitude of gratitude is yeah, so important. I really liked it. And I talked to everybody. I never gave anyone attitude. I remember once I had hair conditioner in my hair and slicked back and like I looked like I had fried an egg on my head and I had to run to the store to buy something yeah, for mm-hmm. a taping. And some chick saw me and she's like, hey, can I take a photo <laughs> with you? And I wasn't about to be like, what are you talking about? I look like I just took the photo. I'm like, whatever, I'll just put some sunglasses on and yeah. maybe they'll just think I had showered up my hair or something. Mm-hmm. I always thought, how lucky am I? And then when it ended, it was like a little bit of depression because Mm -hmm. you had all this and then you had nothing. Mm -hmm. And a little bit of like, now what? 
By the way, anybody, anybody who says that they don't feel that is lying. They're lying. And They're I'm lying. being honest. It was depressing. Um, it's a high. You went from having all of these people around you mm-hmm. kissing your ass and catering to you and just being there to being alone. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. Um, mm-hmm. And then I just thought, okay, this is not the end. And I kept hustling. And here I am. That's, <laughs> being able to reinvent yourself and to expand into other platforms and expand into other media is a huge key to relevance and a huge key to success. Yeah. Because that platform like you had with Bravo, I think, will come back again in some other form. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, you've got to keep yourself relevant because the more you do on your own, the mm-hmm. stronger your name is and the more you bring to the table, mm-hmm. the more opportunities are going to come your way. Because it is not show business. It is show business. People don't want to make stars. They want to have pre-made stars that they can make bigger. Yeah. And also, another thing, too, is I, from the very beginning when Bravo had us on, I remembered looking at one of my other castmates, and I said to him, like, you do know that this station doesn't give a fuck about us once this is over. Mm-hmm. It's, about, it's up to us. And um, I think that I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that some things that I thought were going to happen didn't happen mm-hmm. um, because I don't think I was ready. Um, I think I would have done uh, or portrayed a, 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 um, a version of myself that wasn't true for the sake of trying to get them to be happy, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that it's good that it ha- didn't happen again right away because I think I would have been inauthentic and would have been what they wanted me to be instead of what I wanted. Because I, I don't have that prior experience with show business. You know, I'm, I came from academic side of things. I think that's really good, though, because I think that having your medical uh, license and your medical background, first of all, grounds you. Mm -hmm. And I think it gives you a life beyond a persona that's created by the illusion of show business. Yeah. But the the challenge for me is in breaking that image. It's sizzle and substance. You have sizzle and substance. (laughs) You change the name of this podcast to sizzle and substance. I like that. (laughs) John, you're fabulous. So what's going to happen next? Where can people find you on your social media? Well, first of all, one thing I do want to mention is I'm very... Very, very fortunate. Yes. Um, I am now the new spokesperson That's right. for... That's right. I forgot to bring this up. No yeah. problem. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I love this company. It's a, a new app called Astro, mm-hmm. which is pretty much a Siri. Yeah, I looked this up. This it, is great. It's amazing. It's coming to the App Store soon. It's right now. If you go to astro.fit, you can download it, be part of the beta testing. So what is astro.fit? Astro.fit, it is a, it is a Siri-like app mm-hmm. that is designed to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. I call it an interactive GPS for your life. So can you go on your app and talk to it like you, you do Siri? You, you talk to it. Do you, you have can, it on your app you right could, now? You could choose, Let's talk to a, it you right could choose now. a male or female voice. Well, I would clearly choose. Well, I don't know. Is it is it nice sounding male voice? <laughs> no, there is no. It is a nice. It, it is a nice sounding male voice. I I had a program for the uh, the female. My phone is actually acting oh, up. Oh, let's let's to, do female. Go, yeah, if you go to astro.fit, and here's the Astro app. Hold on. And it starts off with health healthy living. Hi, I am Astro. Let's <laughs> achieve your fitness goals together. Baby, what can you gonna look at that? Let's achieve your fitness goals together. It can lets, I ask it, it a question? It lets well, you have to log. You have to create an account can I, first. Can I talk into yours? I would have to log. I would have. Can to, you ask it a question for me? What? Can you ask it a question for me? Hold on. Like, can you ask things like, um, "I would like to lose one pound before I get into my bikini next week. Can you help me?" You, but you could, yeah. Actually, actually, yes. You can ask. You can ask it that because it will give you an actual diet plan yeah. and an actual uh, an actual workout plan. Right. But if you ask it that specifically, it creates. You can actually email the folks at Astro, and they will provide something back to you that's even more specific than what the app gives you. So, what kind of questions do you ask it? Like, how many calories are in this meal? Yes. Well, you can even go to an Italian restaurant, mm-hmm. and you and it, you have to input into Astro, for instance, um, the calories you've eaten for the day. It keeps track of everything, mm-hmm. um, and then also the exercise you've done. So, like, let's say you're going to an 
Italian restaurant at the end of a day. Mm-hmm. You go, I'm going to an Italian restaurant. Um, what should I um, order? What's the le- what's the most fitness friendly meal I can order? It will give you a generic list of like what are the safer things to have, and sometimes it even has a listing and already is pre-programmed for certain chains of restaurants. Oh wow! So it gives you the calorie so, content so of if those I'm like, meals. Because I have like something called my fitness pal. So it's like say mm-hmm. that I'm like standing in line at. Yes. I think I know where you're going. You know where I'm going one, with one, this. Of the, one of the, one uh, okay, of the supermarkets the or restaurants. This happens to me a lot. Like I, I don't like fast food places. I try and avoid them. But mm-hmm. every once in a while, I'm with people, and that's like where we have to stop because we're on a road trip, right? So we're at like freaking Wendy's, which is you know <laughs> the most healthy out of all. I'm, I'm like, can I look into? Can I go into Astro? Like Astro, I'm at Wendy's. What's the least gross thing on this menu, or something like that? You, like what's you, the you most can, healthy? You, you can basically ask it that. Yes. Yeah. You can actually you can ask it's, you can ask for the lowest calorie thing. Mm-hmm. You can ask for the healthiest thing. And can you ask for calories burned? Like, yes, you can. See, this because is great. It, it, if you go to the upper right-hand corner of mm-hmm. it, it shows the calories you've burned for the day mm-hmm. based on the activities you've done. Mm-hmm. And it also shows um, the uh, calories that you've consumed in your meals. Mm-hmm. But what's even cooler about it is, let's say it's keeping track of you and you've been doing your gym workout and everything else. Um, all of a sudden, uh, let's say... It, it, if you have your location, sir, uh, your, your, your location enabled, you could say, "What should I do today for exercise?" Uh-huh. And um, and it could say, "Well, today is very nice in your area. Maybe since you've been in the gym so often, you could go for a hike." Oh, it's t- so it, it can- gives you suggestions like that. It's like your new best friend, but I call it your drama-free best friend. Drama-free best friend. So you just talk into it and it can give you these things. It's called Correct. Astro. Astro, and you can sign up for it at astro.fit. You get part of the beta testing. You get in on it ground floor before everyone else, and it, then it's going to be coming to the app store for everyone else to awesome. get. Awesome. I love that um you've been amazing to talk to it's a lot of fun doll. thank you no i definitely had a lot of fun i learned some good things and um i i like to kind of uh have you talk about where people can find you so that they know where to find you on social media sure well first of all uh, hit me up on um instagram uh it's instagram.com john based tv uh twitter is john based um, and then, of course, the websites, uh, fitnessmadesimple.com and johnbasedow.net, where the people all book me for speaking gigs and other type of events like that. And can you leave us with a final hashtag wake up words for our, for our listeners? A final hashtag wake up One word. of your favorites that you've done. One of, one, one of my favorites? Um, okay. One of my favorites is no matter what problems you're facing, no matter what obstacles are in your path, as long as you work hard, focus on your goals, and believe in yourself, you can accomplish anything. I don't think there's anything left to say after that other than thank you for being here. This has been fabulous. I had a ball, and as I say, I love the fact that your show empowers people and does the good work that the internet should be doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.